It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. Well, once again, I just feel absolutely lucky to be turning the focus on women and how we can help women here in Utah progress. And there's nobody in the state of Utah who has a snapshot, a clearer picture of the challenges women face as they try to develop their leadership and business skills than Dr. and Professor Susan Madsen. She's the founder and director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And Dr. Madsen, thank you for being here with us today. It's so great to be here. Thanks thanks for having me. I'm loving this. I'm starting to see and hear more about Inspire in Utah, a three-pronged goal to try to help women in business. Can we talk a little bit about what this is envisioning in Utah? I would love to. I love this campaign. So myself and the Utah Women in Leadership Project has been partnering with the Governor's Office at the Economic Opportunity and also the the Women's Business Center of Utah and then the Cox Henderson administration as well to really launch this new campaign called Inspire in Utah that really focuses on three areas. The first is 100 companies champion women. We can talk more about the details of each. And the second one is we're really looking to encourage and help women start new businesses in the state of Utah. And then the last one really is about helping women that really want to return to the workforce, not just want to. Many of us need to um, return to the workforce after career breaks or, or even in transition. So we're really excited about this campaign to push this forward to really help women in Utah and people who support them to really know about the resources and opportunities that are out there in our state. So if you want to develop your professional skills, if you want to return to the work force, if you want to become a business leader and you're a woman, this interview is going to give you some ideas on the type of support that's happening within the state of, of Utah and other organizations. I also like to see that the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs is involved too because you know we're talking about all populations of women from all all the different communities in the state. One of the um, one of the prongs, I should say, or one of the areas is a hundred companies championing women. Tell us about that, Dr. Madsen. This is really an important initiative. Nubia Pena, who is at the Multicultural Affairs, the Division of Multicultural Affairs, and I really came up with this one: one hundred companies championing women, and specifically because. We need more companies in Utah that look at family-friendly practices and policies and other kinds of programs that really help uh, recruit, retain, advance, and help women move up the pipeline to be leaders in their companies. And so one of the strategies that we thought um, that would be great is to highlight great companies in our state that are doing these things to give other companies and other people ideas on how can we as like a business owner or whatever, 
try to help uh, support family-friendly practices. And I have to say, family-friendly practices are great for women, but more and more men are appreciating those as well. And so that's what we're doing, and we would love to have more companies nominate themselves. Um, But we already have about 60 companies that we have uh, gone through the process, and we are starting to highlight more and more these companies that have those policies and practices. And so so that's kind of the basics of, of what that program is about. So as you're thinking about that, oh, so 60 out of the 100 have already been kind of, uh, you know, um, recognized. You can still recognize companies that you have found to be uh, positive work lo- locations for women um, by going online to inutah.org slash 100 companies. Look for that at inutah.org slash 100 companies. So you've done a lot of research and I know you've learned also and gathered data from the pandemic that informed what women are saying are challenges for them when it comes to the workforce. Yes. What does a, what is a good company? What is a, a, what are some of the things does it offer for women that makes it more amenable for them? Great question. So what, you know, there's all kinds of things we're looking at and having companies report the different things that they do. Things like even adoption, you know, supporting some adoption and fertility to child care support. Some companies, especially bigger companies, may have child care services right there. They may offer child care and some have more support, but really do um, offer, you know, at different levels support. So different remote kind of flexible options, compressed work weeks, job sharing programs. A lot of companies don't know that they, they're used to part time, you know, professional, but job sharing is different than part time. It's where you actually split that job, it's a professional job, and two, you split the benefits, and, and so it's not a lower-paying part-time job. So we look at those, and of course, family uh, leave that is paid, we really look at those kinds of things as well. And, and returnships, do they have programs to help employees return to the workforce? Um, and, you know, just many different things. Do they have ERGs, which are employee resource groups for women in their companies? Do they have practices of or, or you know, just annual things that they do where they analyze pay equity? Like, are people really getting paid across, especially, Rebecca, you know, we have, we are actually, we always were one of the worst in, in the widest pay gap. And this year we have moved into that last spot. Uh, formally. So those are a few things. I mean, we look at, do they have boards, women on their boards? And do they have special things to um, help mentor and, and, um, you know, all of those different things. I want to go back to that really quick for those who might be hearing that for the first time, what Dr. Madsen had shared with us is that women in Utah, um, the gap between their pay and men uh, we have the largest gap in the country. Is that correct? Yes, we've always been 45th, 46th, 47th. Mm-hmm. We've always done that. And I used to joke and say Wyoming is always, was, will always be worse. And then we are the worst to this year. Wyoming has made some progress. So that does mean that we have the biggest gap between men and women in terms of pay generally for the state compared to every, any other state. And there are states that are really like, you know, close, like 96 cents to the dollar of a man between men and women. 
And so, but in Utah, we we are the worst around um, 70 cents to the dollar. And it's complex, Rebecca. It's really a complex thing. But we know that, that even when you kind of wade through all the things, there is pure discrimination in that. And you do see that more in conservative cultures and religious cultures. And it's interesting because I think I was just learning yesterday that we have more part-time women employed than any other state in the country. Um, And so if we're looking at devaluing that part-time labor and how that trickles down to them, in other words, the the women are earning less, which means economically they're at greater disadvantage, which means if they are responsible for the care of other dependents, their resources are limited, right? And so it goes down. So that's why it's so important for us to recognize go ahead these wonderful companies Mm -hmm. yes absolutely and i was just going to mention that typically when they look at the 70 cents to the dollar they're really looking at full-time apples you know more apples to apples not perfect but more full-time year-round workers and so if you add of course part-time and different things because we typically have lower wages with that that would even be a bigger gap so so as i said when we we really want all companies to to hear about and understand the options that they have to really support women. And I can say as well that so many of these family-friendly practices and policies, especially in our younger millennial and younger, you know, men are looking for those as well. They want to have paternity leave. They want, you know, all of these things that can help them better and I don't love the word balance sometimes, but better integrate family um, with work. And, and so I'm, I'm so I, glad that I you said the- that word balance because I was teaching a class at the university a few years ago and I had a young woman raise her hand and she said, how have you balanced everything? I and, and I said, it's not. It's not in balance. <laughs> I don't- you don't try. And sometimes there's times in your life where you have a lot more work and then sometimes there's more family and women just kind of go back and forth. But we call it in the literature, because I used to do a lot of research around it, integration. How do we integrate in ways that, that create a, a life that we can really thrive and flourish in our lives? And so I think balance is a little tricky. And for those who have just joined us, we're joined by Susan Madsen. Dr. Madsen is the founder and director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project. Today, she's helping us understand a campaign that is statewide called Inspire in Utah. And it's a, a, a collaborative effort between the US, Utah Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity, the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs, the Utah Women in Leadership Project to help women have more opportunities in the business sector, help companies know. Um, what they can offer to women to improve not only the women's experience, but the entire economy of Utah. It's like trickles right back up. And there are 100 companies that are championing women that are being recognized. And you can learn more about those online at inutah.org slash 100 companies. Take a look at that. Let's talk about another tier because one of the other tiers, is it a thousand business owners? Yeah, well, what we're looking at is really encouraging more women in Utah to start and operate really successful new businesses. And so when we look at the Wallet Hub, and you and I have talked about this before, the Wallet Hub, Best and Worst States for Women's Equality, there's 17 indicators. One of those 17 indicators, and we're 40 
third on this is women-owned businesses. And so what we want is for our economy, but also for women in their life, because owning your own business is often, even though it's stressful in some ways, you get to pick your hours. There's a lot of family-friendly the, you know, women that have started businesses that do so, so they can kind of, and I, and I don't love the word control, but, but. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, Try and and work their schedules around their kids and so forth. So we really have so many resources in our state. And and the key one that really is the hub is the Women's Business Center of Utah. And I love working with Anne-Marie Wallace there and her team. That re- and there's other people as well, but there's so many resources out there for women who want to start businesses. And often one of the struggles we have in Utah is we can't get a list of women who sign up like to start businesses. Utah doesn't collect that data. We would love to have that information so we can send these resources. A lot of women don't think they can start, you know, because they, there's not resources out there. But we want to help them know If you have an idea, if you really want to start a business, please do. And there are resources out there to help you. So we're hoping in 2023 that we'll have 1,000 new successful women-owned businesses in the state of Utah. And where do we find those resources? And that uh, resources also on the website of inutah.org. And you just click on that Inspire in Utah piece, and those resources are there as well, and there's you know, links to other resources. And I would also recommend just search, you you know, the Women's Business Center of Utah for more resources. But the Inspire in Utah page on the inutah.org will get you to all of these resources. The Women's Business Center. And I'll just say that, you know, I was curious about five days ago, I started to click in and I noticed, yeah, there's, uh, you know, the grants, links to grants you can apply for. Um, yeah. it's, it, there's a lot there right now. And again, uh, you can go to inutah.org, click on Inspire. You can even just, you know, Google Inspire in Utah. It's going yeah. to say, come on over here and you'll get a lot of that information. At one point, uh, Utah had more women business owners than others, uh, other states in the country. But that's been a long time, right? Yeah, and there's still women starting businesses and so forth. But we really want women to start successful businesses. And there are so many resources that so many people just don't understand are there. And free coaching. They're they're not – I mean, they're free resources. And so there's free coaching there's also like training and development and different things. So, so it really is great for ourselves when we are able to earn money and have flexibility if we have kids at home. But even, you know, my kids are all gone, Rebecca, but I still like flexibility, right? Uh, yes. We, they're not all gone. I mean, they're out of the house is what I meant. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I was looking, I, <laughs> well, I was looking at um, this one, um, you know, piece of research a, a couple of days ago and it was saying, I believe it was that somewhere around 58% of Americans never 
um, no longer felt engaged at work. Like they, yeah. they, they had unplugged a bit from, throughout the pandemic and continue to feel this kind of, I'm, I'm not passionately engaged in what I do. And it could be a reflection that the workforce is not balancing or not integrating um, all the life's responsibilities that we're all carrying as well. There'll be a, a lot of reasons to it. But yes, when we get more women business owners, um, uh, moving forward, we can have women help set some of those agendas. And right, the, what what does an and ideal workforce look like? Yeah, and I, I would say that, and you and I have talked about this in, in past years, that oftentimes women, when they think about starting businesses, they're thinking of things that women typically do already. Um, you know, the kinds of more feminine businesses. But I'll tell you, So many girls and women in the state of Utah really don't understand or or are not introduced to the variety of really cool opportunities, even fields in STEM and technology. They're just told those messages through the years. They're told that women should do, you know, I'm putting quote marks around the should, should do these kinds of occupations, should you know, in college, major in these kinds of areas. But I would say to women, there's so much opportunity in let yourself dream, I guess. Look at your strengths, look at your gifts, and think about, you know, all kinds of opportunities in starting businesses um, and other kinds of things. Maybe just returning to the workforce. Maybe you've had a career break and you're thinking, wait, I want to go back part time. I want to be prepared. You might be a little nervous. You know, when you've been out of the workforce for a while or just done a little bit, but there's so many opportunities. So I would say just let us dream a little more as women in the state of Utah. What really makes our our head, I I talk about the head, heart and hands, what's what's super interesting to us. But what where is our passion? Right. Because, you know, businesses are more successful and your job if you're working in companies and if you have your heart into it, if it feels like you're called to do the work that you're doing, and then hands, what do you like to do? What are your gifts? What are What's natural to you? And so when you do all three of those, whether it's starting a business, whether it's working for one of these 100 companies championing women, or, or when you just want to return and do something motivating and meaningful – Understanding your gifts and strengths are so important. Oh, very powerful that it's uh, that approaches your heart and your head and your hands. That's a great way to think about it. You know, it reminds me of a conversation I had with one of my little nieces who's nine years old. And uh, she, I said, what do you want to do? Are you thinking? She said, I'm going to be an engineer. And she said, um, almost everything in our world you build as an engineer. And so I'm going to be one of those. And I thought, oh, yes. <laughs> Good. That is awesome that she even has that on her radar. She must have gone to, um, you know, uh, She Tech or one of those or had a speaker in her class or something that gave her gave her that idea because most girls don't have engineer or mathematics or technology or even business fields in their mind. So in in other words, if they don't see a role model or someone doesn't present that to them, they don't know that's a a possibility for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I I also wanted to talk for just a second about this other, that third program. And I I alluded to that and and it's, we call it returnships, but on our website, um, this in Utah website, we call it return Utah. So back to work programs. 
Um, and those, there really are a lot of resources there. I want to highlight one from the Utah Women and Leadership Project. We've been partnering with um, Tech Moms, who you probably heard about, and come up with and just launched some curriculum a month or two ago, a four-hour online interactive course, reflective course, to help women prepare to return to the workforce. And so we're going to launch another four hours. So this gets into all the details about how to think about it, you know, how to get your LinkedIn profile up to date, um, and, and all kinds of things. So that's connected on this website as well. And there's other programs uh, available as well to help women who are thinking about you know, returning part-time, full-time, whatever that looks like to the workforce. Um, there, there are resources out there to help. And, and very powerful. I've gone on online and kind of clicked that link. You go again. We're talking about in Utah. Click the Inspire in Utah. Then go to the Return uh, to Work because there, when you're wondering what it is that you need to do, it is guided step by step. It even tells you there's classes and courses you can take so that it transitions you um, more comfortably and more confidently. And I know as we only have a few minutes um, left, um, Dr. Madsen, one of the the things you've hit over the years is a lack of confidence in women that, that to take risks outside what they know and that men, yeah. t- men tend to be more risk takers and tend to apply for jobs and apply for opportunities that they're not qualified for. They don't have to have all the qualifications and women wait until we believe we have all of the qualifications. So it's, it's, it's about expanding um, our ideas and our perceptives, perceptions of ourselves and then knowing yeah. that there's resources to support us. Yeah, and, and some of that comes within ourselves, that confidence within ourselves. But I also want to note that we are socialized from a young age. Girls and boys are socialized differently, that they should be in different roles and do different things. So sometimes, I, you know, we need to help women get that confidence. But I do want to push back and just say we as parents and grandparents need to make sure that we're we're giving that encouragement to both boys and girls as they grow up that they have lots of options and that they can be confident in those options. So so if a woman has always been told that she, you know, you don't need to work outside the home and she finds herself in that position where she wants to or she needs to, you know, we're tentative, more tentative with confidence and so forth. But um, so we need to lean in. But other people need to help as well. Create environments in homes and workplaces that really encourage women to understand that they're really as gifted as men. I mean, we're equally gifted in, you know, how we gain knowledge, how we use that, how we can start businesses, how we can contribute in so many ways in the workforce and beyond. And there's resources and support programs, both within the government and within education, to help you accomplish those goals. And and that's part of that Inspire uh, in Utah program. Dr. Susan Madsen, who uh, is, it's, I I almost want to say revolutionary, it's a big word, but you're, (laughs) uh, but the, you know, the Utah Women in Leadership Project, you know, look that up. Find out a bit more about how we see ourselves as women and what women need often is that door open and the encouragement um, out externally and within themselves to be able to continue to grow in their leadership and business um, acumen. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information, we go to the website in Utah.org and click on Inspire. Thank you for being a part of Utah Weekly Forum, Dr. Madsen.
Thank you so much. Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.